Hour of Devastation is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. If you like what you hear and want to show your support, head over to patreon.com slash hour of devastation. A pledge to start from as little as $1. Thanks. Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm pretty tired. Yeah, I have. Me too. <laughs> we're all we're all just so tired. Uh, I've taken on a new job. In addition, oh, cool. in addition to my other job, which now means I work more, which is tiring. Oh, yeah. Sick brag. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, two jobs over here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always the dream, right? Having to look at two jobs before <laughs> to be alive. Um, it's it's the capitalist dream. Uh, yeah, I now work on Wednesday and Friday evenings at the Manor League store in Birmingham. Nice. Yeah, which also now means I never get to play Magic. <laughs> Wednesday and Friday were the nights that I played Magic, and now I'm working them instead. So I get to watch loads of people play Magic, and sort through cards and stuff, but I don't actually get to play Magic. Yeah. So that sucks. Quite a lot. Well, I mean, you do spend the vast majority of the, the beginning of this podcast every week talking about how little magic you've played. So oh yeah, but now I get to play zero magic. Change. <laughs> no, but I literally <laughs> haven't played magic in two weeks. Yeah. Like, like at all. I mean, I've played like a little bit of Modo, but that's not the same. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, now I get to watch loads of people play FNM and play Commander and do a draft. I get to sit there and not do it. Uh, but I mean, to be fair, I'm really enjoying the job. It's, it's really good fun. Yeah, I miss it. Working with magic cards is, is what I've wanted to do for a while. And look, it's not full-time. Um... It's just supplementing my my pay at the moment, I guess. I still have my yeah. my old job, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it's just really good. Like it's just you know sorting magic cards, customer service, getting to talk about magic cards, getting to rifle through old boxes of magic cards and finding sweet stuff. So it's been really good. But yeah, it means I'm very tired because <laughs> for the last last Wednesday and Friday I worked uh, six till twelve, and then four till eleven in the same day. Oh, <laughs> which is which is not great. No, yeah, I'm quite tired. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. this is the thing. I, I will now never be able to talk about playing magic on this podcast ever again. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, it's been quite a long week as well. Uh, obviously, this episode is going out quite late because we are currently recording recording on Thursday, yeah, as opposed to Monday. Because on Monday I was in London, uh, which every time I go to London, every time I come back from London, I vow to never go to London again. <laughs> because it's horrible it's just awful and then another reason to go to London comes along so I sort of have to because uh, FKA Twigs was playing at uh, the Brixton mm. Academy and she was only doing London, a London show so we were like oh, okay we better go to that then because uh, it's like the first UK show she's in like five years I think Yeah, along with the new album uh, and it was amazing it was really really good but it was so so stressful just so awful having to get the tube around London and just like obviously the academy was absolutely packed as well it was a sold out show yeah but... um, <laughs> it was full of some interesting characters <laughs> a lot of just random you know dudes in their sort of early 20s just there because she wears sexy outfits and dances sometimes there was <laughs> one guy that we were standing next to for most of it who didn't seem to be enjoying himself at all like wasn't wasn't, <laughs> wasn't singing along wasn't dancing wasn't like just didn't seem to enter into it at all yeah um, and then <laughs> I think the second to last song, uh, she started pole dancing, which was incredibly impressive. Um, she's incredibly talented and it was like really amazing to see, but as soon as she started pole dancing, he pulled out his phone 
and st- started recording it. And then when she stopped, he put his phone away. And that was it. That was his entire interaction with the show. Like, he'd been stood there for, like, two hours, filmed, like, four minutes of pole dancing, and then put his phone away. Wow. Yeah, so really great use of his Monday evening. And, like, £38 for a ticket. So, (laughs) I mean, if that's what you want to do, I guess. If that's the easiest way you can access attractive women pole dancing, then sure. Um, It's very creepy. Very weird. But, (laughs) sure. She's still got the money, so... But yeah, and then I got back very late on Tuesday, so we couldn't record on Tuesday. And then I had to work yesterday, and now we're here. Yeah. So apologies for the late episode, but, you know, life happens, I guess. It does mean that we can completely talk about the Pioneer bands this week, though. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about those as well. It got to yeah. like halfway through Tuesday, and I was like, oh, there, there must have been a band list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we I guess we can fully talk about them, if you want. Yeah, we, absolutely. Nothing happened. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's probably the right call at this point. I, I do have, I do have some concerns with the the mono black deck is obviously very good at the moment because it beats up on the field of the dead deck uh, very well. I think I would just ban field of the dead and then probably just ban smuggler's copter as well. So that's something I'd quite like to see next week. Yeah, I think just honestly, and um, this is kind of a bad argument a lot of the time, but just for the sake of format diversity, because most of the, the to- like. It seems like most of the top eights of the results and so on are just like field decks and mono black, if not smugglers copter decks. Yeah, it's just getting kind of boring, considering how like sweet and diverse the format seemed for the first few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Once we got all the busted stuff out of the way, it's just like ugh, the cards are just like slightly too good, and it's just putting too many of the same decks into like top standings of tournaments. Yeah, which is a shame. But yeah, I I think those two bands are very very reasonable at this point. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them either banned next week or there being an announcement saying there's no changes but maybe they they give a paragraph or two explaining about you know them looking at the the results of those cards and and talking about those cards but ideally i would like to see both of those cards banned next week i mean we also all know that they should ban nick Foss, but they definitely won't yeah absolutely because nick Foss right to next is definitely in the next zero set yeah 100 <laughs> percent. there is no way that card should be legal in pioneer yeah, <laughs> it's about to be printed into standard, and having that whole mess of a card just being printed that's already legal in Pi- like it's like would 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 be banned in Pioneer and is now legal in standard, and it's just been printed. It's just like they don't want that. Yeah, because um, all that stuff they made up about like oh we want other devotion decks outside of green to be good. It's like you don't want that. <laughs> you want the card to be gone, but you've you've put it in the next set. So yeah, quite clearly it 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 has to be. Yeah, like that's the only reason you wouldn't ban it because it's just a problem. Like I think a couple cards died for that card sins really. Yeah. But, you know, here we are. But yeah, I think Field and Copter, they seem very reasonable. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see that next week. So as, as far as my, my week of magic goes, I haven't played any physical magic. I played on Arena a little bit, though, because they've had the magic... Uh, sorry, they've had the Ravnica Allegiance draft back up. Uh, I thought that was going to lead into you playing loads of mental magic. Yeah. <laughs> I not playing any physical magic. I've, I've been playing mental magic, just because, you know, I like wasting my time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've been doing Ravnica Allegiance? I have been doing, yeah, Ravnica Allegiance. I've done, I've done two drafts of it um, this week. Uh, I went 7-2 in one of them, and then 7-1 in the other one. Ooh, talk about sick rags. Yeah, I, I really miss this format. Um, just, you get to play just really boring, do-nothing Esper Dirtle decks, and that's 100% the kind of magic I like to play. Yeah, I think, like... The black-white decks in that format are some of my favourite draft archetypes I've played in a, yeah. in a good while. They're really good fun. Yeah, so I, 
I think there was one like one game in particular. It was uh, uh, I was playing um, I was playing Esper. Uh, so I had, so just uh, had like a, like a, a really decent deck. Um, my opponent was on just Azorius, and we just had we had like one of the longest games of Magic I've ever played. Got to the point where my opponent had one card left in the library, and I was like, right, sick. I'm I'm gonna win next turn. Um, I had the the shield, screaming shield, attached to a um, like the the knight that can't be blocked. So I was like, right, they've got one card left in their library. I'm just gonna mill this out now. So they they do pass through combat, and then they've got one card in hand, one card left in their library. I'm pretty confident I'm gonna win. And then they cast the card in their hand, and it's an emergency powers. <laughs> and we all shuffle our graveyards back into our libraries and begin again. That's so good. <laughs> It was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I, I ended up winning that one because uh, the so they cast the emergency powers and then we do we shuffle back in and then I mill with the the screaming shield mm-hmm. uh, and I get both copies of their clear the mind. <laughs> nice. Which right, they okay. cost my turn and then I use my Kaya to get rid of their clear the minds from the graveyard and then they conceded. It was it was good. That's very, very good. good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's just fantastic. I really really enjoyed that that format, and I've missed playing it. I feel like I've, I've done a couple of Eldrain drafts, and I I don't really enjoy the format. I don't think. Um, like it was fun to begin with when you could just you could just draft a ridiculous mill deck, but I think that got old quite quick and got solved quite quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't really been enjoy i guess i feel like i haven't really enjoyed any standard draft environment since then so it just just felt nice to have it back for a bit yeah absolutely uh, I, I don't know i enjoy Eldrain draft quite a lot but yeah it's not as good as other villages yeah i, I think i think Eldrain seems to be like a fairly like it's just like a reasonably popular draft format and i don't think it's a particular bad or flawed format it's it's just one that i i personally haven't enjoyed yeah aggro decks are quite good so i imagine you won't like that quite very much yeah <laughs> Sweet, all right. yeah so last week we did get a very exciting well, i guess yeah a very exciting interesting bizarre series of announcements really yeah it was kind of like i guess the closest thing wizards have done to i guess like viral marketing really um they posted on, I want to say, like, Tuesday morning last week. Wednesday, it was Wednesday morning last week. Uh, a really sort of quick cryptic tweet. It was like a, it was a short, short video, a couple seconds long, uh, announcing a secret lair. Yes. Um, there was a lot of wild speculation about what that might be. Yeah. Um, and turns out most of us were wrong. Most of us had no yeah. idea, to be honest with you. It all looked yeah, kind of I, weird. I don't think anybody had any idea, really. I think... Like when they announced it, they they spent most of Wednesday dropping a couple of just really sort of cryptic tweets and, and posts on social media about Secret Lair, and then they said that was the Secret Lair drop series, uh, and then they said that oh, this in this case Lair means means box set. So I think I, I'd I'd assumed it was just going to be like it's then you from the vaults. They're just gonna have a second. They're gonna have like a second from the vaults product every year now. So obviously we'll have the spellbook at the start of the year, and then we'll have secret lair at the end of the year. Yep. That's what my assumption was. But we had people thinking like, oh, because it it says drop series, maybe it's some sort of like loot crate style like subscription box or 
so many wild speculations. It was, uh, yeah, nobody had, had any, any idea. Yeah, and now we do have some idea, a very good idea, I guess. Yeah, uh, so they eventually they said oh, all will be revealed on the on the 25th, so it was Monday just gone, and we got some some quite interesting revealed. I really like how they revealed it. So they they said it, it was going to be uh, seven different boxes, and then there were seven different um, different content creators were revealing what was going to be in each one of those boxes. So as the night went on, and it, yeah, it was pretty cool. I quite liked the reveal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just kept going. Like, I feel like something every time I uh, check Twitter, there was something new going on. And obviously, I was at, at a gig at this point. <laughs> so I was like, sporadically checking my phone, and just there was something new to get excited about. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a really cool way to preview things. Like, obviously, none of this had been leaked or spoiled or anything beforehand. It was cool to see, like, what felt like fairly genuine first reactions from people and the content yeah. creators opening their product. So, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really sweet. So, we, should we get into what it actually is yeah so secret lair is it's it, yeah i don't know <laughs> how do we put this it's it's kind of like a product unlike anything they've ever done before um so it's, in the in the in terms of like releasing the, the product, specifics sure. of the product yeah i mean it's it is it's a reprint i mean currently it's a reprint set yes so it's a it's a series of products that are available for a limited release. The contents of those products vary, but you're able to to order to order different ones. So I guess they they announce it's 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 a drop series, so it'll be available for a limited time. This round there are seven different ones, uh, and they are Bitter Blossom Dreams, Eldraine Wonderland, Restless in Peace, Seeing Visions, Explosion Sounds. Kaleidoscope Killers and OMG Kiddies. <laughs> yeah, don't you have to shout that one because it's in all caps and has an exclamation mark? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, you're not going to. No, sure. of course not. Okay, I'm just just <laughs> checking. You know, gotta check. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, these are all sets of cards with new art. Yep. Some of them foil, some of them not. All over the place. There doesn't seem to be any like any anything tying any of these things together. Just... Yeah, so there's not one kind of like coherent theme that runs through the different sets of cards. It's just a the, the secret layer is just a way of of printing all of these cards, but in their own individual sets inside that. Yeah, which is which is really cool. I, I I'm a fan. Yeah, definitely. I, so the, the the first one they revealed was was OMG Kitties, and I think alarm bells started to go off for me when I saw that. Yeah. I think it very much looked like, and I think this one in particular like is 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 not for me at all. So you've got, um, you've got one, two, three, four, five different. You've got five cards, and then you've got two tokens in there. Did you just have to count to five? I I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, cause I'm looking at a list of the names. It hasn't like there isn't a number next to it. It's just a list of the different names of cards in there. But can you um, not? Can you not very visually see in a list of text what five is? No, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm, I'm being mean. I'm sorry. I just like I'm looking. I'm looking at the texts currently also, and it's like that's very obviously five five lines of text. I'm sorry. <laughs> please, please, please continue. Sure, sure. 
Uh, so there's going to be a foil alt art Arabo Raw of the World, a foil alt art Leonin Warleader, a foil alt art Marie Weatherlight Duelist, foil alt art Gasali Slingers, a foil alt art Regal Caracal. Uh, the art is is interesting, definitely. So they've got all got kind of like cute or unique or funny cat designs. Some of them are very reminiscent of the Star City Games creature series. Yes. Uh, and yeah, they at least this sort of I guess the, the promo for this product and it said it's thirty nine ninety nine and immediately I just kind of went well yep this product is not for me. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's well well executed, but I hate it very much. It's specifically the Leonin War Leader. Yeah, um, I think it's very well done. It's clearly like it appeals to a lot of people. It's a certain aesthetic, but I, I something about it I just hate <laughs> about that <laughs> that art style. I'm not I'm not disputing yeah. whether it's good or not. It's clearly very very good, and um, yeah, it's clearly very talented. It's just me 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 personally. I look at that and feel angry. <laughs> so yeah, that's certainly not for me. I feel fairly similarly about the Regal Caracol and the uh, Miri. Um, yeah, Arabo is kind of okay and i am a huge fan of the kasali slingers yeah the the art on the kasali slingers is just a piece of art is is amazing i really like the way it looks the the color palette is just incredible it's kind of like a big, big fan of that it's kind of like old school disney yeah almost like it, it looks a bit like a, a aristocats e yeah it it's a bit, it feels a bit somewhere in between that and then also like uh, like traditional Japanese like wood prints almost. Yeah, it's it's really I think I I kind of feel like I have to pick one of these up, but I really don't want to spend forty dollars to have these rest of these cards that I don't really want. Yeah. I also have no. I I actually have a deck that plays Kasali Slingers, uh, and I don't have a deck that plays any of these other ones. Yeah. Um, so if I spend forty dollars on this, I'd have to then move the other ones, and I kind of just want to pick up a Kasali Slingers because that art's really nice. Uh, and it's also the first full printing of that card specifically. So that'd be like, yeah, nice to yeah. have. Um. But yeah, I this is not. I love cats. Um, I don't like this. I'm a big fan of Pusheen. <laughs> if, if all of these featured Pusheen, I would buy like ten copies, like immediately. Um, but yeah, yeah, just something about some of these art styles. It's just like it's not for me. Um, and that's not to say it's not because it looks. It doesn't look like magic art, which is certainly true. Because I think I, they, most of these. I mean, all of these pretty much don't look like magic art, like traditional magic yeah. art, either from the old school or up until the sort of vaguely homogenized art we saw up until a couple of years ago, where everything sort of looked roughly the same and they got rid of their sort of more stylized artists. Yeah. Uh, but now that's changed slightly, and especially with the rise of people like Seb McKinnon, who are very stylized, very um, art that's very easy to pick out of a lineup. But it looks nothing like that. Any any of these at all, and it's not the fact that I don't like that. I think that's very very cool. It's just yeah, this this some of this art style specifically. I'm just like I just don't really like it personally. Yeah, I I, I would agree there definitely. I think like I said the, they spoiled this product, and so it's going to be be forty dollars for a list of, for you know a bunch of cards that are very niche. Um yeah, they're and, they're just like for an Arabo commander deck. That's it. Yeah yeah, pretty much. And I was like, well. This this product probably isn't going to be for me. But then they started to spoil the rest of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the next one to be spoiled was Bitter Blossom Dreams. Yes. So we got, I think we got, all, we got all of the titles for each of the sets before we got 
what they were going to be. So I think people assumed that it was going to be some sort of, you know, law wind theme or, you know, Bitter Blossom would probably be in there or be thinking about fairies. And, yeah, we got a nice video from, from Kenji um, unboxing the Bitter Blossom Dreams secret lair. And this set is twenty nine ninety nine and contains one alt art full art Bitter Blossom and four different alt art fairy rogue tokens. Yeah, which is like, like very far away from the other from from the the oh my god kitties one. Yeah, absolutely. This this feels like completely the other end of end of the spectrum. Really, if you think that you take the kitties as being like a it's it's for your casual players, it's for your your, your commander players who are playing you know unique versions, you know pimped out versions of their decks. Or it's people seeing this and going, oh cool, I have a, a casual cat tribal deck. I'll buy these for that. And then comparing like Bitter Blossom, which is like a very powerful card that's seen a lot of reprints and still has a has a, a, a very respect, respectable demand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the thing with the cat one as well, it's just like people who just think these are cute will buy them as well. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, yeah, this is very much like the the art seems more magicy. This thing is yeah, the, definitely the most similar to uh, traditional magic art we're used to of of the seven things. Um, yeah, I think they they could have printed this specific art on like an Eldraine card and I feel like it wouldn't feel out of place at all. Yeah, I think I, I think that would look really, really sweet. Um like as some kind of promo or something. Yeah. Um but yeah, so as a as a product I think it's just great. Like you get to spend thirty dollars, you get a really, really nice looking bit of blossom. Yeah. Uh, four really, really nice looking bit of blossom tokens. Uh, yeah. Which all form a panorama together. The do and it's amazing. It's really, really nice. I'm a big I'm a big, big fan of all those aspects of this of, of this. Um Apart from the fact that they're essentially just selling a bit of blossom for thirty dollars, yeah, which like I kind of I, have a problem with, but it's not that big a deal. I, I I think that's fine. I think like if this was if it was just a bit of blossom, then yeah, okay, that that's a bit odd. But it's it's a full art promo one, and it comes in a, a nice fancy box with four fancy tokens as well. I think I think that's fine for thirty dollars. Yeah, I agree. I think my problem is the fact that currently, um, general market price, at least from from like uh, retailers, for Bitter Blossom is fifty dollars for all printings of it. Currently, um, which means that Watsy, you can just buy. So say you needed four Bitter Blossoms, you're like, oh, I might spend two hundred dollars on four Bitter Blossoms for my whatever deck. Um, and then this comes out, you're like, oh, okay, I'll just buy a playset for a hundred and. Twenty dollars instead, which is a considerably uh, like uh, decrease in price, and I get all these tokens as well. Yeah, that's that's great. But that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, just, it just feels kind of bad for like game stores um, that are yeah. undercutting, and it kind of feels weird being like, oh, you know, what's you don't consider the secondary market and all that, all that, not that whole conversation. And I absolutely do not have time to get. It's into, not that they don't. Yeah, to get into the, get the, that, the conversation. Yeah, market it's that they they can't legally add not acknowledge the prices of the cards see this all is cards. yeah this is the nuance of my new show i didn't have time to get into during. <laughs> I'm, f- I'm fully aware of all that nonsense um but y- y- yeah but it's like they're just straight up printing a bit of awesome for eight dollars and are you sure it comes in the box and it's a special promo and it's a special version you can only get during this event and you get the tokens as well and all that stuff but it's just like they're just printing a card for thirty dollars that is not is worth more than thirty dollars uh, and yeah whereas like you're printing so um it's possible that the the cat one they're all because i know miri's getting up there in price um 
and a rubber is probably like fairly expensive. Like it may, just say you know the worth of those cards is sixty dollars in the cat thing, but you can buy it for forty dollars. It's definitely not, but th- that's okay, I think, because they're producing a product and they're all like it's a special premium version. You can get them all in the owner collection, whereas this is just them straight up printing a card for thirty dollars. And I think one of the things that that Watsy goes on is like they don't sell single cards they sell the packs and that's it and if you want singles well there's this entire market behind it that we're happy to support but we don't really you know have anything to do with it and this the fact that it's a single card they're just saying i don't know it feels weird my argument doesn't really hold up that much i do i do agree that it is it is a bit strange but it's it's you know it's it's a fancy flashy promo version of the card you don't you don't need this version of bitter blossom to play bitter blossom like and also like so from from like what's his perspective like technically every time they they do a reprint set that drastically brings down the brings down the price in the card so like let's say let's say this is just like like a master set so let's say uh, like ultimate masters was like what like ten dollars per booster pack mm-hmm. like technically that means every card in that pack you add them all up, that equals $10 as far as Wizards of the Coast are concerned. Yep. So that means the Bitter Blossom in a Ultimate Masters pack is, is worth less than $10 to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, they, they know it's not, right? That's why they reprint some yeah, of cards. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the thing with that is when you buy a booster pack that maybe has a Bitter Blossom in it or maybe any kind of um, valuable card, you're buying uh, the potential to draft or you're yeah. buying a lottery ticket and if your lottery ticket happens to be worth a dollar, then sure. If your lottery ticket happens to be worth $200, then sure. But this one, you're just like straight up buying a card for $30 that is worth more than $30. And I, I, I just, I think it's... It's not. You're buying a, a, a card that is worth $30. Other versions of the card are currently worth more, but this one is $30. Yeah, cool. Like, I, yeah, sure. But like, yeah. you know, t- t- talk to me in, in six months, you know. Yeah about how much this card is. And it's the fact that... Oh, agreed, definitely. Yeah, the current market price of a bit of Blossom from either um, Modern Masters 2 or from... Uh, I'm going to sound really stupid. Morning Tide is $50. That's the, that's the thing. If they were both $30, then sure. I, I don't know. I think I've gone on far too long about what was meant to be a throwaway point. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I, so I, I think... I, I do think it is odd, but I, I think... I think there's valid criticism as far as, like... You know the LGS can't buy these in the same way that they would buy like a from the vault or that kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, yeah, there's nothing stopping an LGS buying ten copies of this at thirty dollars each, and then selling them for fifty dollars, sixty dollars. Yeah, they 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 have a higher buy-in cost than they usually do, but they're still going to make some money from it. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's I do very much understand your point, but. I think it's fine. Like, yeah, it probably is. You know, the player rewards used to be a thing. Like, Wizards of the Coast used to send you a cryptic command. That that was like certainly more than you know, certainly probably about thirty dollars at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to bring it up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure it holds much weight, but I just think it's 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 odd at very least. I mean, you can say that about this whole system, right? You're just like, yeah, definitely, kind of shafting games does again. Yeah, I, I I would agree there. It's I think, much better for us, and it's obviously. I mean, maybe we'll discuss this a bit later, but it's much better than the Mythic Edition. Yeah, from, I agree. at least from my point of view. I, I I guess yeah, I guess 
yeah why not just 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 hit it now i guess really like so these these sets really are to me i see it as just a continuation of them bringing video game monetization practices over into their game over into their their tabletop game yep this this is just this is premium skins this is fortnite skins for magic so that's what this is essentially yeah but the thing is with this these are actually really desirable <laughs> yeah yeah this, um, it's it's downloadable content it's dlc irl that's what it is man really down with the kids right there's an episode name <laughs> <laughs> dlc irl that's actually really good i'm definitely going to use that yeah um oh, man that's so good it's made me lose my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like this is the thing. It's like this kind of like in the same way that Mythic Edition screwed over game stores. This kind of screws over game stores um, because this is a product that you just directly buy from Watsi, as opposed to you know your your local game store buys from a retailer and then you buy from them and they get to make a profit on it. And this they, yeah. they see no money with this. And like you said, they can buy ten copies and sell them for a premium. Which, considering I don't know if we've touched on it, but you can only buy these for one twenty four hour period, and then you'll never be able to buy them again. Yeah. So if you want a bit of blossom, so bit blossom specifically, it's over the the next week, the f- the first week of December. So the bit one, but blossom one specifically, you can buy between nine a.m. the third of December and I don't know what time the P- uh, PST. So nine a.m. PST third of December to nine a.m. Uh, PST fourth of December. Yeah. So you can buy them for twenty four pounds. So if like a game store bought ten copies at thirty dollars each, they could probably sell them for sixty dollars each and then eventually get bought because they're they're a scarce premium product. Yeah, that's it. It is. It's a scarce premium product. There will be a lot of them out there because I think a lot of people will be doing exactly that. Oh yeah. But the the card sees extensive play across all formats it's legal in, so it's always going to be desirable. And it's it's the only full art version of this card. So yeah, even if there if there are as many of these on the market as there are Ultimate Masters box topper versions or whatever, I think the the will always be that demand there for it. It's still not as nice as the Judge Promo Nils Hammart one. That's the best. I, that's the best I think it's nicer personally. Oh. But you know, this is why this is why this exists. Hey, absolutely, so, exactly. So, yeah. So I can I can buy this version that I think is the nicest and somebody else can buy a different version that they think think is the nicest. And it's yeah, it's 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 wizards taking practices which work very well in other mediums and transferring it to to their medium and that's fine they're they're a company that want to make money that exist to, to make money and and make a game and the game is fantastic and these cards aren't required to play the game there are other versions of the cards available so i think I think overall, I'm 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 fine with this product as it existing. Yeah, it's not like you're trying to get because the thing with Mythic Edition as well is that it, it, they were the I don't know they were like premium versions of of the cards and they were like super premium versions of the cards. Whereas I can't see these being that much more than the normal cards. Yeah. Like to the extent that like a, a Mythic Edition Joseph Mind Sculptor is much more than a Worldwide Joseph Mind Sculptor or something like that. Yeah, I mean it's certainly going to work on me at least for one of them. And um, we'll touch on that one in a bit, I guess. But yeah, I, I mean, I like this. I think it's a good idea. It's also worth pointing out that it's print to demand. Yes. So everyone that orders a copy of this in the 24-hour period will get one. Yeah. Uh, they're shipping all over the world. And, you know, they've said there's only a couple countries that are specifically affected by uh, customs charges. But I can guarantee the UK will be affected by customs charges in some kind of way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. While there, while there may not be, like, an upfront, it could very well be, like, like a loot crate thing, like, where there's no necessarily no sort of customs tax or whatever 
to pay up front once those once those products arrive in the UK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you'll get a nice letter through the door saying, "Oh, you owe us seven pounds. Come and pay it, and then you can have your thing delivered to you." Yeah, because what's in your legit company, and they'll put the so they'll they'll put the value, they'll declare the full value of the the packet on the outside. Yeah. Um, so they'll the, you'll be charged by Royal Mail accordingly. I would assume, unless they have a, like a UK distribution centre somehow. Um, then yeah, it'll probably, be, but it, it's still probably worth it, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think I think from a purely financial perspective, the bit of but but a blossom one is one hundred percent worth it. Yeah. It's just I, I like this system a lot more, and I wish. I mean, they can't redo it for mythic edition because the print demand for that kind of that scale of set wasn't really going to work. But yeah. for these like uh, thirty and forty dollar sets of cards, then I think that's good because you know if you order it at nine oh one a.m. on December third, you have as much chance of getting it as you do at like. 8.59 a.m. December 4th, you know? Yeah. Like, that's great. And you can forget about it for most of it and then see it on Twitter and be like, oh, crap, I need to go buy this. And then that's fine, you'll definitely get one. So I, I definitely like that part of it as well. Yeah, me too. Cool. So which one did we get next after a bit of Blossom? Next, we got Eldraine Wonderland. Oh, yeah. And this was a set of, uh, of snow-covered uh, basic lands. you got the plains, island, swamp, mountain, and forest. They've all got brand new art and they're all foil and the art is amazing yeah they're all really nice uh, which is a shame because these aren't I don't know people aren't going to I, I would be surprised if people got this one in huge numbers Um, it's really expensive just for some basic lands especially when they've, yeah. they've, they've just printed some like foil snowlands yeah definitely so the, this one again is, is $30 you get one of each basic uh they are they are foil is is the thing foil snow covered lands do hold a bit of a premium like if let's say you know some of the older foil snow covered lands are like or at least six dollars each then yeah sure you get your money's worth there six dollars each per card but I don't know I don't know I I think I'm with you on this one I don't know if 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 short term they definitely won't have the value and, and long term I can't imagine they'll They'll have the value either because basic lands, especially, are something which they print in every set. And snow covered lands, they had been printing them far scarcely, but this is the second lot of snow covered lands to be released like within a 12 month period. Within like a six month period. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but like I said, like, the art's really, really nice. Yeah. I kind of wish this was just in a boost pack product. Um, yeah, I agree there, definitely. The fact that they're foil specifically doesn't really add a premium to them, but the fact that they're a scarce product from this Dropbox thing makes them valuable. The fact that foil is kind of, because you can't get them in non-foil, so the fact that foil yeah, doesn't, really, sure. yeah. doesn't really add a particular premium. Which is kind of annoying. I kind of wish these were available in foil and non-foil. Like, all of them were available in foil and non-foil. Yeah. I, never well, I, I, think, like I think just, just, from, just from the perspective that it gives you an alternative foil printing to other foils, which do carry a premium, so if if you're if you're building like a fully a fully snow a fully foiled out snow commander deck and you want some foil foil lands these these are, are you know a cheaper alternative in some cases so I think they will they will hold a value yeah but for like... people who are specifically looking to foil out decks but but yeah I I, I understand your point though one person can buy ten copies right yeah so you you'll have ten of each land. Yeah, which is probably just about enough to make like a two color commander deck. It yeah. certainly isn't enough to make a single color commander deck, especially if you're playing Snowlands. Because if you're playing Snowlands, you probably want a high density of Snowlands. So you, you want a high density of basics. Yeah, 
yeah. and like it's, uh, six dollars each for lands. And if you want foil snow covered lands, six dollars is probably about right for the Modern Horizons ones currently. Yeah. So it depends how much you like the art, I guess. Um, I think these are some of the first lands that aren't full art that I've seen that I really, really like as a, an entire thing. Yeah. Because obviously I really like the art on a lot of the land, like the, the, some of the Eldrain lands, the basic lands are really, really nice, but I just don't like how basic lands look, like yeah. non-full art ones. But I think the fact that these will have a hollow stamp and have like the rare shooting star symbol looks really, really nice. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. Definitely. Yeah, but the, art, the art's obviously very, very nice. The, the forest in particular is like really, really good. But um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I think you just you just run into that that problem, which you get so often with basic lands. Like, eventually they'll just print ones which you think look nicer, so you'll want those ones. And yeah, I feel like I feel like short term these probably won't hold any hold any value, and long term they definitely won't hold any value. Yeah. But if you if you're smart enough, you'll probably find a way to, like I don't know, like flip them in a year's time maybe. But like like the issue the issue is as soon as they announce Kaldheim as a set, the value on any snow covered land will, will drop. Yep. Because you know, guaranteed there'll be snow covered lands in the, in that set. That's the thing. Uh, I mean, I like the ones that I've acquired. I currently own twenty eight, uh, yep. foil modern horizon snow mountains. Nice. And I'm fine. I'm fine with the ones that I own. I think they'll hold value over a long period of time. I don't think these. I think these seem like the kind of thing that will you'll like. They'll be like a book, and you'll just see yeah. them randomly floating around in boxes and stuff, and in people's binders that they've randomly uh, acquired, and will just sort of like trade fodder rather than yeah. like a premium item that say the Bitter Blossom might be. Yeah, definitely. Which is a shame because these are really, really. And also, I did say the Bitter Blossoms in all they look like an actual magic card. These look very much like an actual magic card. Yeah. Um. But they're really, really nice. But yeah, which is unfortunate. But I think that's all I have to say about these ones. Yeah. Cool. So next up, we had Restless in Peace. Yes. So this is it's a three-card set. It is Golgari Thug, Life from the Loam, and Bloodgast. And these have got all brand new art by uh, by artist Dan Mumford, who is is quite notable for his 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 art in in I guess. I don't know, is the music industry the right term? But he's, he's done a lot of art for, for bands, um, quite popular metal and punk bands. Yep. Bands like like Iron Maiden, Gallows. and He has done art for Magic before. He did a, a promotional print for, I think it was Pro Tour, Eldritch Moon, which is one of my favourite pieces of Magic art of all time. It's just like an amazing picture of Emrakul and then I guess some of the Gatewatch standing there getting ready to battle. That's cool. I've not seen that, I don't yeah. think. I probably have, but I don't, I don't remember it. I'll go find it for you now. It's, it's amazing. But yeah, these these are these are really, really nice. I get yeah. the feeling with this one is that they commissioned this and sorted this out before they banned Faithless Looting. Quite possibly, yeah. Because I feel like these cards kind of aren't that playable anymore. Dredge is like not very playable in modern at the moment. Yeah. The legacy version doesn't play Loam. <laughs> Or Bloodcast? Does the legacy, does the legacy stretch by Bloodcast? It must do. Uh, uh, no. no. Uh, so I, I think I think one of them might and one of them doesn't. I mean, obviously Manless Dredge and, and Hogak Dredge are different things now. Yeah, le, le, uh, Manless Dredge obviously doesn't play Loam or Bloodcast. Yeah. I'm not sure if the other version does. Anyway, uh, I think this this was there. Yeah, Hogak plays Bloodcast. Uh, sure. Yeah, it, uh, must it do. doesn't play Loam. 
Does it plays Thug though, right? Uh, no, it doesn't play Thug because you've got Dredge Six and Dredge Five. Yeah, I think this is the thing. I think this was marketed as, as they're like, this is our modern Dropbox. So you've got your, like yeah. your cutesy one, and your like casual Commander one, um, and you've got your Bit of Blossom, and you've got your Snowlands. So everyone likes Snowlands. Get those, and then this is like our modern one. So you can buy this one if you really like. If you want to play modern and maybe in future we might have a different draft box which will be like yeah, you, you can put these in your modern hogak deck yeah exactly and like oh, probably the whole that was the thing yeah and like maybe in a year's time we'll get another drop box series and it will be um these are the cards from faithless loot yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like these are these are the cards from modern burn and like they pick like an archetype yeah. and like print some cool cards with like a sweet new art for it and i think that's a really cool idea i like that a lot it's just a shame that these cards when i looked at this i was like oh i could pick this up oh yeah I, I i really want to see here here are your legacy burn cards and it's they make a panorama and it's a big cloud and you have lightning bolt chain lightning and rift bolt yeah each one has like a lightning strike coming down at like a different shape and they form a panorama of a giant cloud in a thunderstorm yeah, exactly They'll have, and this is what this is their attempt at that right for this one yeah. i will do dredge and then they kind of accidentally kill dredge which is a shame yeah. because when I first saw this, I was like, "Oh, I should." No, it's not. It's not a shame they accidentally killed Dredge. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like in yeah. terms of this product, I guess. Yeah. Um, they accidentally killed the version of Dredge that they were happy with. They had to yeah. kill it. But yeah, when I first saw this, I was like, "Oh, I might pick this one up for Commander because I play all, all these cards in like my Merin deck," which I guess isn't the thought they were going for. <laughs> I imagine what they're yeah. going for. Like, oh, someone, someone will buy four of these because they really want it for their modern Dredge deck. Uh, I've also just got the picture you sent me, and that art is really, really nice. Yeah, I can't believe I've never seen that before. Yeah, so it was a promotional print that was only available at the Pro Tour uh, for Eldritch Moon. Yeah, that's so sick. Absolutely, like one of my magic like grail items. Like I, I really want one, one, yeah. but I, I don't know. I don't know how to how to obtain one currently. Uh, post on Twitter and ask for retweets. Yeah, maybe someone will own one. Yeah, there are people at that Pro Tour, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this art as well. Um, is on these three cards is incredibly good and these also form a panorama and i'm so tempted to get this one honestly because i play these three cards in in my own neck like i said and i'm very yeah. tempted to get these ones because they look so nice did you look nice I... they're not fo- they're not foil though they're no they're, they're not foil yeah that, that even even that even the fact that they're not foil kind of signals that they're probably meant to be played in your modern deck same with the bitter blossom because that's also not foil yeah, yeah, which is the thing, right? It's like that's what it's marketed as, which is a, a shame. But I, re- yeah. I really like these a lot. Yeah, I, I think they're amazing. I think it's really cool to see Dan Mumford's art on on cards as well, and hopefully, it's something we'll see again in the future. Yeah, hopefully. Cool. What do we have next? Next up, we have Seeing Visions. Uh, this was spoiled by Krim, the Asian Avenger, and this this uh, this might just be my favorite one. I think. Yeah. I think it it's the most out there in terms of like design definitely yeah this is not the one i'm going to be picking up but this is a uh, 100 my favorite one yeah i think this is the one that i'm glad exists the most and i i think if they whenever they do this this sort of drop series if there's at least one set that that does this i i fully support that yeah this is the kind of thing i want to see from this series definitely i just really wish they'd put it on a better card yeah, so Seeing Visions, uh, this one is four copies of Serum Visions, that's twenty nine ninety nine again, and uh, we've got four different arts on them, and, and the art is just amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, four really radically different arts as well. 
yeah, the weird sort of like psychedelic art, I guess, release. It comes from uh, Christina Colantes, DXTR, or Dexter, I guess, uh, Lauren YS, and Jamie A. Zuberza. Uh, they're just, each one of them, each one of them is, is, is clearly a very different style of art, but they all, they all look very good together. Yeah, it's just really great. Like the the pixel art one by Dexter specifically is so so cool. I'm really yeah. big fan of that one. But they're all really really nice, and they, yeah, they all look nothing like Magic Cards, uh, a Magic Art, and they're just like, showcasing just I guess some really cool artists that I guess people at WotC like. Yeah, they almost feel. I I think they almost feel like old school, like cards. It's it's that kind of like the art is so jarring and unlike your you know what most magic cards look like it looks like the thing that like like you saw in, in like legends or or antiquities when you have, have someone like the folios do art and it just looks totally different to anything else in the set yeah it's just a shame that the that serum visions is now completely unplayable anywhere yeah absolutely um opt is just a, a better card in the formats where serum visions is, is legal and was formally played yeah which is a real shame because i'm sure these also look great and with their foiling process that they have yeah and they're just so nice and the flavor text are really really cool as well yeah that's it i think with this like the fact that it's a play set clearly they want you to play these cards as, as a play set in a constructed deck but there's just no place for them yeah which is is a real shame yeah unless like someone figures a way to break modern storm again yeah there's just no way this is this is useful which is a real shame because this is absolutely my favorite one so next up, we got Explosion Sounds. <laughs> yes. Is it previewed by Pleasant Kenobi. Uh, this one is a reprint of five cards, and it is Goblin Bushwhacker, Goblin Sharpshooter, Goblin King, Goblin Lackey, and Goblin Piledriver. So this time you were able to distinguish how many lines of text there were. Yes. Nice. Oh, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Um, this one is, I think... I don't know. I don't want to say my favorite, second favorite, but it's really cool. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm very glad this exists. So again, I think that this this is not for me, but I'm really glad it exists. And this is the kind of thing they wanted. They're going to use this this showcase set for. So again, these these five cards form a panorama, and and these these cards are all cards which fit in obviously a, a goblin tribal deck or or legacy goblins really. Yeah, you've got uh, Bushwhacker, which he's playing modern, Sharpshooter, which um, is like a one-offing legacy, and he's playing commander, Goblin King, which isn't really playable anywhere, but is a nice inclusion, uh, Goblin Lackey, which is like the linchpin of the legacy deck, and Pile Driver, which is very playable across multiple formats. Yeah. Which is nice, and the art's really, really sweet. Um, and they've also yeah, definitely. Like, given sort of like a, it's like a kind of gang of the Coblins, like they've given them like nicknames, and... They've just sort of like given personalities to these cards, which yeah, is really, absolutely. really sweet. It, it, it very much reminds me of, of Team Fortress. Yes. So you have like each each of the goblins are, I mean, they're called quite clearly goblins, but they're all stylized in their own different ways. So you've got Goblin King, who's like the leader, uh, which obviously pumps your goblins, gives a mountain walk. And then you've got Pile Driver, who's like the, the big, the big heavy. You've got Lackey, who's depicted as a baby they're like throwing like explosives you've got a sharpshooter who's like a, like a sniper you've got the bushwhacker as well and it, it looks like it looks like like a team that you would find in in team fortress like that kind of thing and i think the art 
like the way the art's done sort of not quite mimics that style but i guess i guess echoes that style as well really yeah definitely it's it's really really colorful really bright really like cartoonish i'm a big i'm a big fan of this one as well um yeah i think it's great for 30 dollars as well because like like i said there's if you want four cool arts of goblin lucky and pile driver for your legacy deck then sure if you just have a goblin edh deck then these are all great in there as well you know i'm a big fan of this one just as a concept and, and how it's been executed as well yeah i wish like i wish goblin king had been goblin chieftain yeah because that's actually playable <laughs> yeah but um yeah yeah i still think it's great yeah i i think it's fantastic i i think it would look it would look really cool just seeing all that 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 team that five five goblins all on the board swinging towards you film forming that panorama coming towards you i think it would be great yeah it's really, it's really, really Big cool. Fan of this. Absolutely. Cool. So next we had the, the final one, uh, which was Kaleidoscope Killers. So this one was previewed by the Command Zone, and I think this is the one that most people most people want, really, right? Yeah, this is the one I want. <laughs> yeah. This is the one it's I'm going to It's three cards. It's slightly pricier at $39.99, but those cards are one Foil Alt Art the Air Dragon, one Foil Alt Art sliver overlord and one foil alt art reaper king yes um which is really good value yeah because reaper king hasn't ever had a reprint so this will still command a premium uh sliver overlord you can't print enough (laughs) for that to affect that price meaningfully yeah it will always you know it's one of the i think this is probably the best sliver commander of all the ones we currently have uh and the air dragon is just like people love dragons so this, this price yeah. is always like fairly fairly high. And all of these cards are in one of my commander decks, which is changing tribal. And I play all of these nice. cards, which is which is sweet. So I want to get all of these because uh, a foil Reaper King is incredibly expensive. Um, a foil Sliver Overlord is incredibly expensive. And this, um, the Air Dragon art is like so nice. I mean, all the art, the art on all of these is incredible. I'm, really fan. I'm very excited to, to pick this one up. I think this is the only one I'm going to get, but I'm very excited to do so because they, they just look so, so nice. Yeah, they they do look fantastic. Yeah, you're looking at like probably somewhere close to like a hundred dollars for foil versions of all of those cards currently, yep. like combined. Yep. And the fact that you can just you can just buy them for forty dollars is absolutely fantastic for players. Yeah. So yeah, again, like this is not a set that I'm interested in in playing with personally, but they look incredible. Like you, you can't deny how amazing they look. Um, the art is is fantastic and. I think they've done a really good, good job with the foiling on these as well. Yeah, I just, I just like that. Like the Reaper King looks so nice. It's just like the sort of vivid, kind of trippy, eighties sci-fi color palette. Yeah. The the Sliver Overlord definitely looks like something from the Upside Down. Like it definitely yeah, looks like yeah, definitely. it definitely looks like promo art for Stranger Things. It looks really, really cool. So I'm very excited to pick these ones up and, and put them in my deck. Yeah, they, they do have a have a sort of Cronenberg style. Later them, I guess. Yeah, really, really. I really want to go and check out. Uh, who? What's the name of the artist? Uh, Justine Jones. I really want to go check out her art now. <laughs> yeah, this, this is really, really sweet. Cool. I guess that's the the last one. Yeah. So I, I think, I think these are really cool. Well, I don't think they're a home run on, you know, on on all fronts. I think the the OMG Kitties one is a bit, it's a bit lacking in some aspects, and I know it's definitely. You know, most of that is probably just because because it's not for me, and there will definitely be an audience for it. Uh, and yeah, the the lands we have issues with the lands and Serum Visions being unplayable. But if 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 this is 
the kind of thing we're going to see from this product series. I'm 100% for this product series. Yeah, it seems really, really cool. Um, if they do this every year, just sort of different things. It, like, like, honestly, like I, only one of them I, I'm going to pick up. Only uh, There's only a, another one that I would consider picking up, but I love all of them. Even the cat one, because I understand who it appeals to. Uh, yeah. I understand there's there's a, there's probably a need for it. Yeah, like if if there wasn't if there wasn't a demand or wizards didn't think there was an audience for it, they, they wouldn't have made it. Absolutely, exactly. And I, I think that I think they can. I mean, it's quite clear from some of the designs on them that like they've looked at the the Star City creature collection and they've seen like, oh, this is popular. This has an audience. Let's tap into that audience. Yeah, absolutely. And they can they can try stuff in this and see what works and see what doesn't yeah. because they don't really lose money on it. Because yeah, if absolutely. one person orders one of the things, they have to print one, and they still make yeah. money on that exchange. So um, I think it's uh, it's a zero sum for them. Like you just yeah. you just get to make money, and you get to find out what people want. So if I mean if no one wants to buy the Serum Visions one because it's an unplayable card, they'll know that. Or if no one wants to buy the Bit of Blossom one, then they'll know that. So they'll know what sells. They know what doesn't. They hopefully they do this every year. Every six months would be fine. <laughs> honestly because yeah. yeah, it's just it would be great it's like, just a place to because you know all these cards like they could do a fetch lands one but like yeah. every time we like oh we, they should need to reprint this card we should put this like we could do that this is just a place to do them and you can increase the increase the price accordingly so if you had one that was yeah. like um secret lair lands matter or whatever and you had like an oracle of Muldar and then an azusa and an exploration you could just put it like for like 70 dollars with some yeah, sweet definitely. new art and it, people would like snap it up i think that'd be great yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like, um, you could do, you could j- just do a set which is ten cards, and let's say let's say it's two hundred dollars, but it's no a hundred dollars. Say hundred dollars. It's ten cards. It's a hundred dollars, and it's one of each of the of the Shocklands with the Magic Online promo art. That would that would be so good, and everyone would buy that. Yeah, I mean, you could do it two hundred dollars, and anyone would buy it. But I think that price point is is a bit more than what this series wants to do. But still, but I I just really like that they have suddenly they have this space where they can just print whatever they want, and I I think that's something that has really been lacking. So when you have cards like like Oubliette, for example, which has been notoriously difficult to reprint, they've said for multiple different re- different reasons, they can just they can just put it in in this. They can have like. Uh, you know, like the Serum Vision style one. Maybe the next one is just four copies of Oubliette with four different arts. Yeah, it's exactly what I was they have, thinking. They have like the wording and templating exactly the same as it was originally, because I think that's one of the things they, they said they've struggled with to, to fit it into a magic set has been because the wording and the template of, plating of the wording doesn't really kind of grok with modern magic. Yeah. But you just print four of them in one box with different art, and there you go, sell it for Forty dollars, thirty dollars, and people would buy it up. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone would buy that. I think I'd buy that probably. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if they kept the shooting star symbols still uh, uh, common, rather than being able to run. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, this product's great. I hope to like I, I'm going to pick up at least one. I'll consider picking up another one. <laughs> um, and I, I'm looking forward to see what they do next. I guess. Yeah, definitely. This episode wasn't quite as short as I wanted it to be. <laughs> 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 but there's a lot. There's certainly a lot to talk about. So yeah, I, I just think this this is a really cool, exciting product, and I'm I am really glad that they are they are doing things like this. I think you know they, they said at the end of last year that 2019 was going to be a big year of change. It was going to be a big a big year of transition for Magic, and 
we've certainly seen that. Yep. I think a lot of, if not the vast majority of changes and, and new things and experiments we've seen have have felt very negative at times and you know even when they've been proven wrong later like modern horizons like you know a lot of people were very 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 quick to be very negative about that product and ourselves included in some cases but time has time has sort of shown that we you know a lot of people were very incorrect about that product in particular i think with this one you see the kind of opposite of that. It's like, oh, this is new and different, but look how exciting it is. Look look at all these cool things that we are trying in a really exciting way. Absolutely. And yeah, I think overall, I think I've seen some some very positive reviews of this. And yeah, I, I think it's, it is very good to see them doing this. I'd much rather they, they did experiments that hit, you know, I'd say, I'd say experiments that hit right out of the box 10% of the time then them just not try at all yeah definitely definitely are you gonna get any oh i'm so i'm so on the fence so i i really like these existing i really like the look of a lot of these but i'm never gonna play most of them yeah like if i just buy the set so you, that was, i guess that's the other, the other thing they do they're doing a bundle on december 2nd you can buy a bundle of all seven for 200 dollars, which saves you a bit of money uh, it saves you about thirty dollars, so essentially you're getting like one of them for free. Which is so you could, yeah, I I could just buy that, and then sell it on for financial gain. Yeah. So I I think there's like that makes logical sense to do that, but there's easier ways to make money than that. Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't know. I'm very, I'm very on the fence at the moment, but I, I do, I do love the product definitely. I don't know. You like collecting magic cards, right? Um, some magic cards, yeah. These ones are premium. This is exactly the same as collecting reservers cards. No, it's not. They can reprint these ones. No, they, they won't. Though you'll never be able to buy them again. It feels similar to masterpiece cards. Like that, 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 yeah. that analogy, <laughs> the com- comparison to. Uh, reservers cards is clearly <laughs> facetious, but yeah. it's like it's like masterpieces. Like they'll never reprint a masterpiece Mox Opal. No, but they will print reprint Mox Opal again. Yeah, sure, but the, the ma- that won't affect the price of the masterpiece. Yeah, so like, I, it feels kind of like yeah, that. that won't affect the price of the masterpiece. But I think there's there are going to be a lot more of these available than there were masterpieces. Yes, I agree. I agree. Interesting. So I just thought it was an interesting point. Whether that like this is something you're actually interested in picking up for any reason other than just a flip for some easy but yeah like long-term money i guess that's it it, it does seem very easy so it, easy money and I mean, because of that i probably will just end up buying a set for that reason but like at the same time you could just i don't know like buy 10 bit bit of awesome ones so if you're limited to, to 10 you can buy 10 of each max you could buy 10 bit of bit of blossoms and then make a lot more money that way and but then you'd miss out on having the others, and I, I don't know. I really don't know. I need I need to think about it. You've got but you've got roughly four days. Time to is running out. out. You've got four days. Yeah, that's fine. That's enough time to make a decision, right? Yeah, that is that is hopefully enough time. Assuming you have the equivalent of two hundred dollars burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah. Cool. Right. So that. But speaking of time, yes. I think that is pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us with your awesome takes let us know what you think of secret lair do you love it are you going to buy it are you going to buy 10 bit of blossoms <laughs> uh, come at us on twitter we are at hfdcast 
at facebook.com slash hrfdcast or patreon.com slash devastation. If you've enjoyed anything in the show this week and you want to give back, tiers start from as little as $1 there. We, we just massively appreciate anything we get. It goes straight back into the running costs of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud and Spotify and iTunes. Right? Those are the ones? Yeah. Is it, absolutely. Is it iTunes or is it Apple Podcasts? I don't know which one I, be, I should be saying. Some podcasts say Apple Podcasts, some of them say iTunes. I, I have no idea. I don't have any Apple products, so I can't even access it on there myself. But I know we are on there. Man, talking again about sick brags. Yeah. We don't have any Apple products. That, yeah. that is a sick brag. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find us on those places. Um, if you can leave a, a like or you can subscribe there or leave a comment or a review of any of those, um, that would really help us out. Or just share it with people that you know. That would really help us out as well. Absolutely. Awesome. If you want to get me at my own personal social media on Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOaf, Oaf with an F, Facebook.com, Joe Loudon, you can find me pretty much any of the magic groups. Who knows what I'll be talking about this week? We're, we're getting so many, so many different topics daily. There's so many announcements and releases, and it's a pretty cool time to be a magic player right now. Absolutely. Um, I, I enjoy that your current endeavor is just trying to find like the perfect way to make a magic tweet go viral. <laughs> You've been putting out some really good quality tweets recently, but some of them aren't getting traction, which is disappointing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm not usually one to, to big myself up, but I think my Twitter game has been been fairly decent. It's been, it's been really good. Um, it's, yeah, it's just it's a shame, shame some of them aren't catching on because it's very good tweets. Which is why everyone should go follow you so they can see your really good tweets. Yeah. See marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Thank you. Um, it's literally just retweeting reasons why you should vote Labour. <laughs> That's basically yeah. my entire Twitter it has been for the last like two weeks. So if you want that, go follow me there. Awesome. So once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. So we'll see you again next week on Arrow Devastation. Mm-hmm.